Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Hello, fabulous writing teacher. Thank you so much for joining us today. And today I have a special guest. And I'm very excited because we do so much um, talk about elementary writing instruction. And we know, though, that it's um, it, they all get bigger and they go on. And they we know that our job um, as elementary teachers is so important for the way we are growing and forming students as writers. And so today I have um, Ms. Kimberly Rotter, and she is going to introduce herself um, to us, and I will let you know how we met. So go ahead, Ms. Kimberly. Hi, everybody. My name is Kimberly Rotter. Uh, I, I have been a teacher for, for a generation. Uh, I have started my uh, teaching career in New Jersey. I've taught at vocational and public schools there. I transitioned to charter schools in Philadelphia. I am a college professor uh, at both Delaware County Community College and Rowan College, and I'm excited to be returning to public New Jersey teaching starting in the fall at Kingsway Regional. So that's my background. (laughs) Awesome. Wow. So you have done a lot. Um, Every level, but elementary. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. And in a few different places and, you know, charter schools and public schools. And I I mean, that's a whole conversation I would love to get into just to learn a little bit about how they are run and, 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 you know, the difference there. Um, But thank you so much. I'm excited to talk to you today. So Ms. Kimberly and I met on LinkedIn. Um, (laughs) She had a post and the picture Um, was a quote from Margaret Atwood that said, a word after a word after a word is power. And it stood out to me because I'm always um, thinking about wanting to make sure that our elementary students, even kindergartners, are empowered by knowing that they are writers from the very beginning, um, that they aren't trying to become writers, you know, that they don't have to fix what they're doing to be writers, that they are writers. And so it really struck me. And then um, I'm just going to read real quick what um, Kimberly has on the post. She said, my teaching writing philosophy, um, writing is an act of power. There is power in using words to clarify thinking, narratives to provoke reflection, lyrics to evoke emotions, and essays to introduce complexity into a conversation. As an educator, I believe it is my duty to teach students how to use written language to effectively develop and articulate their ideas and stories so that they move readers in visceral and cognitive ways. To teach writing, then, is to provide a space in which students come to understand, develop, and wield their power. Oh, I love that so (laughs) much. I am going to be using this. Thank Um, you. (laughs) Yes, I love it so much. And so I just, you know, commented, um, letting her know that, you know, I really love this because elementary students should also be seen and spoken to as writers and their work should be validated. And it just kind of um, continued our conversation um, talking about what Kimberly sees at the uh, um, 
higher level, secondary level, mm -hmm. and how I believe our work as elementary teachers, you know, um, is so important to help that. So Kimberly, you want to tell us a little bit about what you do see with your students um, in writing and, and as writers and, and all of that? I think the the most heartbreaking thing I see starting at, at ninth grade, and that continues into the collegiate level, um, in college composition one and remedial uh, collegiate classes is that students are coming to high school hating writing, finding it so disassociated from their lives and their humanity. I hypothesize standardized test writing has something to do with it, which is another uh, topic of conversation, but they're coming with um, a not appreciation and an outright repulsiveness to it. And this breaks my heart. And the first thing that I do is try to sell writing to these students because we know as educators, that is probably one of the most important skills and abilities they need for um, employment and promotion in this information economy. You know, we, we want to Again, we understand the 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 humanity and the the wide variety of benefits writing give people, but legitimately to our students, first things first, it's of pragmatic value. But going on to that, the other thing that I explain, um, and I, this is why it's really important what Melissa says, that students from the very earliest age see themselves at writing, is that writing is their voice. Writing is their voice to be heard in the world. It, it is Writing is so much more powerful today in a world, a digital world, where we're all connected mm -hmm. and communicating through our writing on social media, just like we were able to connect to like-minded uh, um, writers and English educators. We connected on LinkedIn mm -hmm. using mm -hmm. our words and stuff. And so I guess that's where I'd like to start this. Just the idea that kids are really coming to the high school, not only not appreciating uh, the pragmatic or the human ability and their voices, how it's their voice, their ideas that they're expressing and how it's an act of power. Mm -hmm. And they only see it as a way to pass a test or see it as, let me just get the answer and give it back to the teacher so I can just move on and get over this assignment that I hate. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. There's so many things I want to say based on your response there that, um, I'm not trying to kind of go backwards like that. Oh, just to get this assignment done. And one of the, um, posts I just made actually was about teachers assigning writing and not teaching writing. Mm -hmm. And yes, I think it is about, we're just going to do this we don't understand or the kids aren't taught to understand the value and the meaning and the enjoyment that, you know, can come from it. Um, and even like how connected it is to reading and, and their success as a reader. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I mean, I really think that it's just a job to do and it's just a means to an end a lot of times. Um, and you had mentioned the, state testing. And I think, um, I think it's happened even before state testing, but it definitely is a, a big reason why, um, because if teachers are worried about the way students are going to be, um, achieving on these tests and it starts in third grade where in New Jersey, you know, they are supposed to type their written responses 
Um, and they don't even know how to type. (laughs) Um, and so there's all these other things that go into it, but so then teachers feel as though they need to do that kind of teaching of writing, even from the earliest ages. Mm -hmm. And, um, now I don't, I don't believe that that is necessary. I think there are a few parts of it in the earlier stages that you do have to, um, you have to spend a little time in, but if you're really, you have to go even further back to make sure they understand why writing is important, why they should, why they would like it. You need to help them enjoy it. And then you need to give them all the skills they need to be a good writer of any kind Mm -hmm. in order to then do well on something like that. And And it is a shame that a lot of times, even if a teacher doesn't believe that the test is important, they have pressure to make sure they do well. Well, the the issue with standardized test writing, and this is how I I prepare it, and this is, uh, I'm not very familiar with the test at the elementary, but I'm very familiar once they hit high school. Right. And again, I tell my students, this is um, a a reality we must deal with, even without standardized testing just for graduating high school, you know, there's SATs, you know, I have my master's degree. I've had to take Mm -hmm. the GRE several times for different areas. You know, Mm -hmm. people, if they want to be lawyers, will take the LSAT, you know, there's medical. So it is uh, a reality we must prepare our students, but the thing that's not being taught, and this is, I believe, a fundamental problem is standardized testing writing is a particular type of writing that is actually the antithetical to collegiate composition. And standardized test writing is such, so different than the actual real world writing that we do in the real world that it actually needs to be taught that way. And I actually explain to my kids, we are going to learn this type of writing style that is beneficial only on this. And this is the only, this is the only avenue you use this type of writing because right. you would never write one draft and submit it in a real classroom. It's Absolutely. Just, and so that, and that is not happening, at least that I've seen over the last generation. So what I've seen is a generation and now coming to college that as a collegiate student, people, students submit their first draft and because mm. that's what they were doing in high school mm. because they were only being prepared for standardized testing. Mm-hmm. So now to take it to the other. So what kids haven't learned and going back to the humanity, writing is so many things. Mm-hmm. This is why it's writing is connection. If you can write well, even if somebody doesn't like you or disagrees with you at first glance, your words can create connections with them can even if not convince them of your side at least you can convince them that you're a good actor who understands their side and you right. can just agree to disagree so writing is connection writing has the ability to build relationships writing is healing it's cathartic um just personally uh, both of my parents have died you know of cancer you know having to be there everything from i wrote my mom's you you uh, um eulogy mm-hmm. i have uh, letters from my parents passed back and forth, just this writing it. And I write poems about mm-hmm. it. It's just so cathartic. It's mm-hmm. so healing. It connects us not only to people today, it connects us to people from our past. Mm-hmm. What right down today, maybe future family members will read and they will be connected to me. And, and, and I could go on and on and on. Um, and all of those types of writing, it's just 
the humanity is completely drained from standardized testing. And yes, while it is our duty to prepare our students for that type of writing, because it is important for their academic and professional success, it should only be a small portion of the writing that they're instructed in. And unfortunately, yeah. it has dominated, I believe, because of how important standardized testing are for the evaluation of teachers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And um, it, it should be and could be, you know, and can be a small portion, <clears throat> I think, of the instruction. I believe and thinking about the elementary level, it comes down to even teachers' awareness and knowledge and just even like stop to think about <laughs> all the things that you were saying about what writing is and what it is for um, because it's just been so programmed, whether it's from testing or just, or, or just because the school has used a certain program or I, I don't know what it is. I've been thinking about it for years why is writing instruction the way it is where it's just the same kind of writing all the time, whether it's writing prompts or just like, we're, you know, we're going to write about fall and we're going to write about, and, and we just do these little paragraphs instead of making it actually meaningful to the students and actually teaching them all the different modes of writing, all the different uses for writing, just like you said, you know, and, and, just like with any other learning, we always say, make it meaningful to the yeah. students. But and, and I think a way that writing is so meaningful that standardized testing has hidden from our students. And unfortunately with the predominance and, you know, I've worked in a lot of school districts and it, you know, I've been a teacher for 20 years and unfortunately um, every year um, writing, instruction, it seems, has become more standardized right. and more focused on getting good test scores. And so one of the major ways I, I also see this is, is hurtful uh, to writing is students now only associate writing to an abstract authority figure that they need to do a certain way to get a certain grade. And that is the opposite of writing. Writing, real writing, you're always writing to an audience. It's never abstract. Whether the it's your mom, whether it's your friends, whether it's your gamers, whether it's somebody who's hostile, who, who disagrees with you right. that you're trying to convince, there's always an audience. And writing, um, it seems in academic, the, the kids see it so abstract that it's just drained the essence of writing, writing is communication. It's never just done abstractly. It's never just done to get a grade on a test. Yeah. And then the other thing, and I know we agree with this, why writing is so powerful is that that actual cognitive process allows you to develop better ideas. Mm -hmm. you, 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 I never know. I always tell my students, I never know what I think till I find, I write it down and after a couple, couple of drafts. And so with that ability, and, and again, writing is a demanding, you know, I, I was a, a collegiate athlete and a swim coach. And so mm -hmm. how I set writing, writing is like a sport. It's like a discipline, like swimming, like running, you know, it's hard work. You all on different levels, but if you put the work in, you all will get better. 
Right. You know, there's, there's no mystery or magic to writing. It's a discipline that we, we can break down and teach and you just need to practice lap after lap doing it and you will, will get better. And with standardized test writing, it's just one and done. So they don't learn just how to struggle with ideas and work them through with their language and using uh, genre knowledge and using, um, you know, there's just so much knowledge to create a composition that deals with everything from picking the right structure to using the right type of logic, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All of those things that when you make those compositional choices are actually improving your thinking. It's yeah. actually refining your idea so that when you come out, you actually and this is the goal going now into collegiate level writing and seeing, you know, senior level writing is that kids, they can read something and think about it and then say something new, something in, in um, enlightening uh, from it. And this is the other thing I want to say um, about connecting with writing and voice. I, I um, again, kids have gotten into this idea that, they just want to know what the teacher think is the answer yes. <laughs> and just like, just tell me what the answer is and I'll just give it back to you and give me your A sort of relationship. And I tell them, I don't want, I, I don't know what the answers are necessarily. Uh, again, the world has issues, problems, you know, like the adults aren't solving them. You guys will have to, you guys maybe. And why can you do that? Because we all come to everything with schemas. We all have individual background uh, experiences that when we come to a mentor text, when we come to uh, a modern event, when we come to new information, we all can come up with actual innovative ideas because we all have unique backgrounds, histories, and schemas. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 kind of making those connections with students with, with the idea like, wait a minute, I might be an expert. Wait a minute. I can say something interesting and I can develop it through writing. You know, yes. that's the power of writing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, listeners, don't you love her passion? I just love <laughs> it. I am just like fired up and so excited. And your students are so lucky to have you. Um, you. I mean, absolutely. So lucky to have you. Um, so let me just go back to a couple of the points that you made. Um, one of them, when you talked about this, you know, when you're writing things down, it's your cognitive process and it allows you to refine ideas. And this whole idea, also going back to what you said about this one and done, they make one draft and they give it, they might do like a little editing if they're actually in the classroom doing it as an assignment, but for the test, that doesn't happen as much. And writing is a process and you have to go through that process several times, even for one piece of writing. Um, and that is something that is lacking in elementary school too. They, they think it's just, you have to continue with this one piece. First of all, sometimes, sometimes you don't, sometimes you need to drop it and move on. Um, but that revision should be ongoing and, and even a part of your drafting process. And then sometimes you publish and sometimes you don't and, and all of that. Um, it is a process. And that I think also comes back to something I always say about teaching the writer, not the writing, which is from Lucy Calkins, because when the teacher is worried about the piece of writing and they're thinking, oh, well here, this is the writing they started and they need to finish it and it has to be perfect. No, you're working on the writer. You want to make sure the writer is developing their ideas as a writer. And so the more they practice it and the more they write, 
I don't care what happens with that piece of paper, with that piece of writing. I just care that they are growing and learning with what they are doing. Um, and then also it brings me to like collaboration because a lot of times it, you think everybody has to be quiet. It's time to write. You're going to sit and write and that's it. You know, and you have to stay in your seat. But I even, when you were talking about having to write to refine your ideas and that definitely works for me, but I also have to talk. I have to talk to my friend. I have to say it to somebody and I answer my own questions sometimes, or I come up with another idea because I've actually thought it through. And that is something that's also lacking in the, in a lot of elementary classrooms where they're not collaborating. They don't allow them to talk to each other during their writing time. And that's so important. So important. Um, if I and, could, yeah. Oh, sorry. I would love to jump in on, yeah. on this point. Um, yes. And so going into it, what's missing in a lot of writing classrooms is the idea of the revision process and the mm -hmm. importance of revision. And not only individuals learning the skills to um, be able to revise their own work, but, and I think this is actually the step before that, not allowing students themselves to really utilize peer editing, peer revision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I can tell you coming from the collegiate level, um, students are coming never having peered revised and not knowing how to at all. Right. And that that's actually the scaffolding that helps them to be able to rely on peers and talk through their ideas. And so I just wanted to highlight and say, hell yeah, we need more <laughs> revision. Just the idea. And I do so many ways. And again, at the very beginning, you know, we as teachers play this model, but our jobs is for to make us irrelevant <laughs> to get it off to let them in real world because even to even as an adults you know we don't go to teachers we go to our colleagues we we brainstorm you know we find a friend that we rely on for uh revising that's the real world of writing and so it, i know in high school and college level kids are coming to me without any experience in this. And this is really complex. And I'm gonna talk about how it can begin in elementary, but just the idea, you know, being being able to rely on your peers for your writing, everything from peer writing. All right, I don't know what to write about, or I have a couple ideas and I don't know where to start. And just talking. Yes. Yep. Um, kids, it's harder for kids to think through writing. It is a lot easier through talking. Mm -hmm. So brainstorming through talking with peers revising a couple times and I again kids come come without any understanding of how to revise so teachers need to teach them kind of the questions and the things they need to look for but then make the kids give the kids time to learn these skills because the the revision skill set which um needs to be learned through interacting with other students is essentially the skill set that they need to do their own self-revising that will help them do that and so just thinking about it in the elementary level, and again, I'm 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 a high school college teacher, but just right. thinking about how it could be helpful is just getting kids to talk more about their writing. And yes. one of the things that um you know, when they get to high school and college, two things that keep their mouth shut, like mm -hmm. first. Or, or they're scared. They, they, they think they're bad writing writers, so they don't want to share it. They're like, oh, it's going to be crap and they're going to hate it. 
or the idea, I don't know what to look for. I can't offer this student any help at all. And so one of the things that we do, it's practice is um, as a class review and practice feedback on previous students work. We as a class, always look at writing, you know, we always before an assignment, look at master texts and drafts, and we will read it as class and talk about it and peer revise it. And obviously, you know, trying to create a, a good in environment, you got to give one compliment first, one good thing they did, right, right, yeah, one yeah. critique. So they did one good thing. Well, they need one thing to do. And, and, and again, so even just for that moment, that student getting one thing that they're doing well and one thing they need to improve, they can go back and mm -hmm. do something with their work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's the skill. So going back, I think what needs to be happening with more of the elementary students, as you say, they need to see themselves as writers and they need to talk about their writing as writers with each other and start learning those skills. Uh, first, learning that process. And so, um, so that it becomes automatic you know, that they just come and want to talk to people about their ideas and et cetera. And then starting having the skill set. All right, let me think something good. Oh, they have an opening. And, and it starts um, uh, letting them start thinking about what are the attributes of good writing. Yeah. So I just wanted to pop on that. because No, I loved it. I loved it. Yes. And, and so when I work with schools and teachers, the I mean, even all the way to kindergarten, we start with saying, okay, let them write, just let them do what they do. Just let them write, let them go sit wherever they want. Let them talk to someone about whatever they might be talking about. Sometimes it's going to be about what they're drawing or writing. And sometimes it's going to be about something else, but that's okay. Because when, when they would step, the teachers would step back and look, they're like, wow, everybody, most kids are actually doing their work. And if they don't, you, you help them to, you know, and teach them to do that. And then, you know, right away, we have a sharing time where we can model the ways that you can do just what you said, you know, giving a compliment or asking a question or, or saying something that, you know, a suggestion. Um, and then they can start doing that on their own during independent time. Um, and so it can be taught from the very beginning, how to work together and, and, um, you know, the community is such a big part of it and community where the teacher is part of it as well, you know, sharing their writing because it really helps to build the relationship. And obviously the modeled writing that you have is so helpful for them. Um, and when you talked about voice and audience, you know, and, and being able to share your voice and what you want to say, but with an actual audience, not just a grader or a teacher. Um, and I, in kindergarten, it usually starts with sharing with their friends, but at least thinking about who are you writing this for? Mm -hmm. Who are we writing this to? And it doesn't have to be a letter that you're writing. It's just like, who do you want to read this? And so we start to teach from the beginning. Why, you know, why are we writing this? Who are we writing it for? Um, and just making sure they have different times to share it outside of the classroom, but at least within the classroom, um, not just for the teacher, not just for the teacher to fix it, you know, um, but for a real authentic reason. Yeah, I love what you said. And I want to highlight that fact is not only writing is, is always aimed at someone, but writing also and has a purpose. Right. So what is this purpose? And one of the things that can definitely start at the elementary school um, and, and uh, what again, has been diminished because of standardized testing is having them write 
in many different genre forms for many different purposes. Mm -hmm. So I'll just tell you at my high school level, just, I have them write jokes. Yeah. Make me laugh. That's one of the hardest things. They have to write jokes. They write, um, advertising campaigns. They write, we, we try, we, I try to give writing assignments with as many different purposes um, as you can and connected to real world because yes, friends want to make friends like laugh. Um, Friends want to, you know, they'll do assignments where they have to do um, tweets between Romeo and Juliet and they have to represent a scene well, but they have to keep it in a modern format. Mm -hmm. So it's more real world, et cetera, like those types of things. So where I wanted to go back is uh, I worked at a charter school uh, the most recent high school experience was a charter school in Philadelphia, uh, ninth graders. And they came to me having never written a poem. Mm. Wow. And to me, that was heartbreaking because poetry is usually an art form students actually like yes. uh, and feel comfortable because it, and this is why I love to start with poetry. And I started with this class with um, reluctant writers. It's it's the idea there are no rules. Yes. You know, so you can... And 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 emo- and poetry is very connected with expressing emotional truth, uh, and our our kids are definitely in the prime of their emotional right, being. right, yes. So they can express these these strong feelings, their emotional truths, in a manner with not a lot of rules. So they usually feel more comfortable uh, and appreciate it, and it gives them another way to see writing. And so, like with elementary. What I would love and to see is just them writing so many different types and forms. And it's not really about, ma- they're not going to master any right. of these forms. No. Gosh, they're coming to college. They're not mastering. Oh, yes. But it's mm-hmm. coming with an, a, a, a genre knowledge of their existence um, and a fearlessness to want to try them, yes. you know, we want, we want them to come with adventure spirits yes, um, yes, and, and appreciation that this is a skill that can empower me in an information digital online world. I can express my emotions. I can convince people I can build relationships. Yes, absolutely. And one of the workshops I had done recently, um, one of the aha moments for one of the teachers was we're controlling them too much. Mm-hmm. We're just putting everything we think should happen to them on them and stifling them. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what we're doing. And then they don't like it They're It's not fun. Why would they want, you know, yeah. people say teachers say they don't know what to write or they don't have, cause we don't let them. Yeah. We're not letting them. And we're not um, realizing that they have something to say and that we don't know all the things they should be writing. Like we don't know. And, and the other thing that we need to be as humble as teachers is while we have mastered certain forms of writing, like uh, the research paper or an expository essay, or maybe even poetry format, they are more experts in forms of writing than us with the online world and multi, mm-hmm. mul- there is a whole new, and we haven't even gotten to there, but the, multimodal communications is a major um, communication model on, on uh, of the digital world. Mm-hmm. And they probably speak it better than right. us in some ways. And so this is the other thing that's new to my teaching um, is I do connect those multimodal fo- formats. And so having them write something, but having to create a, a GIF uh, that represents it or having them come with a meme and describing it, just connecting 
um, the visual or the, the video or the oral proponent to the writing, uh, I think first is, is important because that's the way that they're going to have to communicate in the professional world. Right. But secondly, uh, they are innately interested in that way of communicating because that's the way that they do. And so that can get them, uh, buy-in and it can make them feel comfortable. And by the way, and then it helps us learn because we are students too. And that's something we can learn from them. And, um, and, and create that really good writing workshop classroom culture. And I wanted to touch upon something you said before. I think it is extreme for students to themselves see themselves as writers. The teacher in the classroom must see him or herself as a writer and the students must see that the teacher sees themselves as a writer. And so when the students are writing in the classroom, I think it's fundamentally important for the teacher to also be writing in the classroom and probably doing the same assignment. And so just to let you know, every assignment I give the students, I do too. Wow. And and usually the first year, that'll be the, the, the model. After that, I usually have students teachers, but I always do the assignment to show the students first, the assignment is of value of worth, right. I will do it. And, and and secondly, to show them what a good model is. Right. And I think that's that's actually another problematic to writing instruction. And and to, when I was a high school student, <laughs> um, students are not taught what good writing is. And what I mean is they're not given good models. Right. They they write a paper and then they get they get a grade on it and then they move on. But they have no they have generally no sense why they have that grade. They have no sense why it's not an A. They have no sense what an A is. Right. And they only get that sense by seeing mo- models. Right. And I think models are good ways for first giving them an A model and being like, this is what an A is. This is why. This is why it's good writing. Or B giving them flawed writing as models and going like, well, this is why this isn't an A or this is why it's only mediocre because these things are weaknesses. And so that's the other thing that students need in their writing instruction is legitimately this is good writing and not mentor texts that are just professional writers mentor texts, but students mentor texts. Like, yes, you can write, this is what is expected of you. This is at this level. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A combination of all different kinds of mentor text slash modeled writing. Cause I know sometimes it is just a mentor text. When I think about it as reading instruction or writing instruction, but then also a model for what they, they can be doing. And, um, I, and it connects it so much to reading because the more you expose them to different things in reading and have high quality text, Um, it's going to help in writing and and it can be combined as much as possible, but yes, modeled writing that is from the teacher, from other students, from current students, past students, um, from exemplars that you might have, um, and multiple, you know, not just one, because there's not one way to write, you know, and, um, and that goes back again to understanding for them that like your first idea is not your last is not it. Your first idea is not the whole thing. And it it doesn't have to be, um, because it can get better and it should get better, you know? And And isn't it amazing that you can have these cognitive skills. So once you leave us and you leave school that you can then go off, create your own great ideas, connect with whoever you want, that sort of thing. Yeah. And and just to go in, I think it's really more important for us as educators to actually 
sell our product to really convince them of the importance, especially in the air of chat GTP. And and so we really do need to move away from the idea. It's about producing something. Yes. It's about enhancing your cognitive abilities and your creative abilities and your ability to connect. Like we have to really disassociate it now because of chat GTP from just producing something to, well, writing is all this cognitive, creative and connecting abilities that we have. Right. We, we have. yes, we have them and we should be using them and, and in, increasing, <laughs> increasing them. Right. Absolutely. Oh goodness. I think we could, we could talk forever. I know. <laughs> I think we have so many subtopics just in this one conversation. So I might have to invite you back for sure. <laughs> um, you know, what I kind of get out of this whole conversation is authenticity. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what word you would use and you can think about it, but it just, to me, it comes back to authenticity because the purpose behind it, the meaning behind it, your own voice behind it, you know, it, it has to be, and should be authentic to get their buy-in, to get them to enjoy it, to get it to be helpful and meaningful for them. So um, I don't know if you have a word that you would think of for our discussion I, I like the idea of authentic and just also the idea that we are authentic. Uh, we as English teachers are authentic writers too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also use it in our world. So it's not just like the idea that this is an authentic ability, um, but it's also authentic to us as teachers. I, I can't, I don't know if this is a better word or the same word or this, but like the humanness of yes. writing. Yes. Um, and, and again, the, it, it's being taught to produce something to an anonymous authority figure to get a grade. I feel like that is what kids are imbibing about writing. Mm-hmm. And as we said earlier, not only is writing the ability of, of it's, it's cognition and it's improving your cognition, creativity and connection, it heals. Right. It, it, it traumas that people, um, gosh, and we all live through the pandemic and the traumas and, you know, we just see an increase in, um, um, uh, you know, just mental illness and, 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 and mood disorders and mm-hmm. all of these things. Writing is a cathartic avenue that allows you to process trauma and emotions and there's nothing more human than that and so just to be able to teach kids that ability and just that ability when they're sad to write a poem about yes or build and share that poem yes Mm -hmm. um and and uh, yeah the authenticness of right the humanity of writing um and I just want to underline this point uh I try not to have any assignments where they just submit writing to me Mm -hmm. you always share our work right. and share it with others. And it, then yes. it becomes more meaningful. Yes. I can have this idea or I can write this story and share and it moves people. It, I, I love when students write and then right away, kids are crying or laughing or moving mm-hmm. and see immediately that their words are valuable and they're powerful enough that they are affecting other people. Yes. Yes. And I mean, I can just imagine how much that bringing it out of the classroom changes the work for them changes the idea of what they're doing. So Mm -hmm. that's super powerful. Um, So I hope that listener, you're thinking about, I hope you have lots of things you're thinking about. I can't imagine there aren't so many things going through your head, but consider what 
the biggest takeaways are for our conversation and, you know, what I'm thinking about and what Kimberly's thinking about, but what you are thinking about it and how it affects what you would do in your classroom and how you can make little changes to bring out the humanness of writing and to uh, make sure students feel like it's important and helpful for them. Um, because the foundation, obviously you can see how important it is for them to have the meaning and the purpose and the enjoyment in order to become a good writer and a successful writer that has this ability to share with the world in all the meaningful ways that they are going to need to and want to. Um, and it's obviously affecting students as we see all the way up to the collegiate level, they are still having so much trouble with all of that. So. Yes, much that's, that's an unfortunate reality of today is remedial writing classes have exploded mm. at the collegiate level because students are graduating with being novice writers. And the unfortunate reality is students who start in those remedial writing courses um, have a much lower graduation rate. Wow. And so we just, uh, not learning the skills in high school, it's very hard to gain them later on in life. Yes, absolutely. So, so if that so, doesn't show the importance of making sure writing is happening in schools yeah. every day and that teachers understand how to teach it, I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that, you, you, the, the, the fact, I think the thing that really makes kids um, discouraged is, is at the elementary level, them feeling somehow that they are bad, right? Yeah. You know, they just get this sense instead of the idea, my writing is my voice. Yes. And while it might not be perfect yet, my voice is valuable and powerful. So I want to work on it and always share it. Yes. Like that's, I think the change that needs to happen. Yes. And that's what I always want teachers to understand that importance of, of you know, what they are doing is what they can do. And mm -hmm. so your job might be to help them improve it, but you still need to validate that it is perfect right now, the way it is, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, it's, and one of my favorite, um, one, something that helped me with this. And then I like to share with teachers. It's from Lucy Calkins, the art of teaching writing. She says how, when a baby is first learning to talk or, you know, in toddler or what have you is learning to talk and they say, dada, you don't correct them. Mm -hmm. you get excited that they said that because that is daddy for them, you know, or whatever, however you want, would want them to say it. And it's the same thing in their writing. You know, you don't see that they draw a scribble and say, I wrote my name and say, oh, well, good try, but that's not really your name. You know, you have <laughs> to, and, and then it goes on like, wow, that's amazing. And, 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 you know, let them know how great it is and then look at it and use that data to inform your instruction on how to move them on, you know, and that's it. So. All right. Well, again, we could go on forever and ever. So I'm going to say thank you so, so much. I know this was excellent um, conversation for the listeners to hear, and I enjoyed it so much. So I really, really thank you for coming on. It was my pleasure. And I hope to do it again soon. <laughs>
Hello again, writing teacher. I am so glad that you are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, wherever it is that you do listen, to go ahead and do a review and let people know what's so great about it. I would love for more teachers to be able to get some learning about writing from this podcast. And if you're interested in any further information, you can find me in a couple of places. One is YouTube, Melissa Morrison. I have a lot of videos there for you to to help you with writing instruction. And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Teaching to Transform LLC, and a Facebook group where you can learn more from me and chat with other teachers. It is called Transform Writing K-8, through and I would love to see you there. Have a great day.